Hey guys, this is David Twighty. Just want to welcome you to the first recorded episode of Space Mistakes. Uh, this is a live talk show that my buddy Marty Litwack and I have been doing for the past few months around Washington, D.C. The episode that you're about to hear is actually the second episode of this talk show that we've done live. Uh, and this was recorded on Friday, September 18th at the Wonderland Ballroom here in Washington, D.C., um, before we get into it, I just want to plug real quick, if you're listening to this the day that it comes out, which is uh, Thursday, October 29th, uh, and you'd like to see a live Space Mistakes in Washington, D.C., you are in luck, because we're doing it tomorrow night. Maddie and I are going to be at the Big Hunt in DuPont Circle at 8 o'clock. It's a $5 show. You can get tickets online at undergroundcomedydc.com. That's really the only reason that I'm doing this intro at all. Enjoy the episode. Please put your hands together for your host, your space host, <laughs> Marty Litwack and David Twitter! Yeah, of course, <laughs> right? All right. Uh, thank you. Hello, everybody. One more time for Jamel Johnson, <laughs> Moon President. Oh, thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, we got we got our uh, our engineer over here, Romaine, on the keys. Give it up for him. <laughs> Space Commander's log, star date, September eighteenth, twenty fifteen. I'm Commander David Twighty. I'm Commander Molly Litwack. And, uh, well... We are both commander. We are both commander. We are co-commanders on this mission. Welcome aboard the good ship Space Blossom. Uh, so, if you were with us last time, you know we got in a, a bit of a pickle. Oh, we sure did. Well, a little bit of a space pickle. We were, uh, we were trying to deliver a shipment of seasonal affective disorder lamps to the dark side of the moon. Uh, and we also we brought a copy of The Wizard of Oz just to watch that and see if it synced up in any meaningful way. Uh, we didn't make it. Uh, we took a wrong turn at the Endless Abyss. The next thing you know, whole crew's dead. Um, we really didn't think we were going to make it for a bit there. It was, it yeah, was touch it was and go. Um, but luckily, uh, we were picked up by some very nice fellows uh, who actually turned out to be members of the Space Mafia. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they agreed oh, to... Good <laughs> yeah, they were they were a lot of fun. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's their And they agreed to bring us back to Earth on the condition that we would grant them a favor sometime in the future. Yeah. Um, a la the Space Godfather. Um, and so here we are. We were tasked with bringing this shipment uh, several thousand kilos of cocaine. To uh, to a planet in a, the far end of the galaxy where it's still 1983, um, and it's cocaine. Uh, mistakes were made. Mistakes. Some space mistakes were made. Uh, Lots of space mistakes. And we are in a bit of a spot. Like we got a spot of pickle. Uh, we got we lost some of our best cadets, space junkies. 
uh, smelled the, the moon rocks miles away, yeah, that was which is still not that far in space. They were very lucky to happen upon us. Yeah, there's not a lot blocking your sense of smell when you're in space. That's true. I don't know if in space anyone can smell you scream. Space everyone can smell you scream. Uh, but yeah, so we lost a, a couple of good cadets. They were ambushed by the space junkies. Junkies. Uh, yeah, we lost medical officer Tom from Facebook. <laughs> uh, yeah, he... Uh, I don't know. I don't even really feel bad for that guy. He made cardinal error. He ate regular ice cream in space. Yes. His stomach exploded. You're supposed to eat astronauts. Yeah, supposed to do that. Yeah. It, in it, space, no one can eat ice cream. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, there was our uh, there was our helmsman. Uh, who's it? What was that guy's name? Uh, John F. Kennedy. <laughs> John F. Kennedy, our helmsman. He got uh, he got poisoning from asbestos and asbestos. Which is like asbestos, but worse. It was uh, it was the asbestos of times. And then we had another another couple of uh, of uh, cadets aboard our mission. There was a uh, there was Ta- uh, Tony uh, Jinkleman. Yeah. And uh, 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 super massive black hole. Yeah, he yeah. went into a super massive black hole, and then. Uh, Sharon uh, Thompson. Yeah, super skinny black hole. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the same thing, but harder to fall into. I don't know how that even happened. Uh, our chief engineer, he died quite tragically. Yeah, it was a car accident. Uh, <laughs> no one saw that coming. That was, uh, yeah, it was chief engineer Kyle Wilhelm who ran into that. Uh, our communications expert. Uh, uh, Frank Keller. Keller. Frank Keller. Uh, well, yeah, he had laryngitis, and he died of that. There was a fire; nobody could hear him. <laughs> it was. <laughs> and we lost our we lost our yeoman. 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 I don't. How do you pronounce? Yo man. What does that guy do? What does a yeoman do? Uh, I think he greets people. <laughs> Not anymore. Anyone coming aboard, the Space Blossom will go ungreeted. Uh, it used to be one of the most hospitable ships. It really did. Uh, but then he died from... Uh, Knives. Uh, it was not, yeah, he died of knives. <laughs> he was knives. Uh, and then our, uh, we, we had our, our uh, di- diplomatic officer, Kevin uh, Str- Stringenman. Str- yeah. And uh, he. Ironically. Yeah, if, if you, I don't know, like, chief diplomatic officer, he was not good at his job. We clearly get in a lot of trouble everywhere we go. Um, yeah, he missed his appointment to not die. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I killed him, actually. That guy was annoying. He killed him. He was fucking stupid. Uh, Cadet Patrick Swayze. No relation. No relation. Also, yeah. also dead, though. He said no relation. Yeah. yeah. We're all sad about that. This guy was a real asshole. A real yeah. person. 
our uh, our, na- our navigator, uh, d- 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 uh, Chet Brinkley. Uh, Chet Brinkley. I always get that wrong. He he uh, he died. At, what was it? Oh yeah, a prison fell on him. Uh, if you die in the holodeck, you die in the real world. Uh, and then we had. Well, I don't know. We had a real mess in the infirmary. Uh, yeah, nurses. Several nurses. Uh, there was Tina. Tina Turner. Tina Turner. <laughs> I feel like you're just free associating famous people. That's all. Tina. Tina Schwartzman and. Uh, yeah, yeah. Only Jewish. Only yeah. Jewish uh, person in space. Uh, she was eaten by space bugs. Yeah. We had a we had a real problem on the ship with space bugs so we we brought on an entomologist and that did not help uh she turned out to be made of bugs <laughs> so then we called in an exterminator and so the entomologist is dead and she's then, still an officer though so we gotta give her respect yeah uh, what was her name officer bugs <laughs> sometimes the life chooses you <laughs> And uh, the exterminator, he's dead too, actually. Yeah, rocks following him at the zoo. <laughs> he wanted to go to the zoo. We were like, no yeah. thanks. And then uh, Come on, man. Don't you spend enough time around animals? And he's like, only small ones. I want to see the big one. Uh, rocks. Like, Be careful. There's rocks there. <laughs> they fell on him. Yeah, you know what they say. <laughs> what, what do they say, Monty? Rocks. Uh, fell on him. <laughs> yeah. like, dot, 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 at the Yeah, the chief petty officer, Stephen... Uh, uh, D- Wil- Wilmerton. Stephen Spielberg. And... <laughs> yeah. This is a star-studded flight! <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, well, okay. Kind of, I don't know. I, what does a petty officer do anyway? I think he just, I think he just calls people on shit for no reason all the time. All the time he wake me up in the morning and be like, "Did you do these dishes?" And I was like, "No, obviously not, because <laughs> they're dirty." And he's like, "I know it's a hypothetical question." A hypothetical question. Yeah, he was fucking crazy. Yeah, that guy was fucking enough. But I don't know. He, he's probably dead. I haven't seen him in a while. Uh, and then uh, our chief Tom Petty officer. Uh, he was performing one of his main duties. He was free falling. And then he hit the ground. Yeah, the ground got in the way. Uh, and then uh, our ship's bartender. Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, she's still alive, but that cadet from earlier is haunting her now. The one that you got all sad about. Yeah, yeah. Therapist Smiley Man. Smiley. Uh, uh, Hank uh, Smiley Man. Therapist Hank Smiley Man uh, died. Uh, he killed himself. Yeah. So thank you guys for being here. We got a great show for you here tonight. Uh, this is probably going to be our last show on account of, I don't know, we don't really know what we're doing. Uh, but thank you for being here for the second and final uh, space yeah. mistakes. Uh, hopefully we'll never make another mistake. Uh, but we have some great performers for you here tonight. Uh, 
Your first performer is a very funny stand-up comedian. He's from Earth. Please give it up for Kevin Seafried, everybody. Kevin Seafried! Thank you, guys. Keep going for David and Bobby, huh? Yeah! Please keep the performers use our spacewalk, which we have built. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'm curious. It's a great joke for the three people who can see that. <laughs> I can see it and I still don't get it. <laughs> okay, how, are, how is everyone in their souls today? <laughs> Alright, that was a weird sentence to start on. Um, anybody speak Spanish? Anyone? Well, thank you guys for being, like, just a little coy about it. Usually there's, like, one drunk white girl who wants the show to be about her, who's just like, claro que si! And then I try to talk to her in Spanish, and she's like, but not really, not. I just did a semester abroad. In Arizona. Like, I don't really speak I don't know, I think Spanish is the sexiest language, either that or emojis, and, uh... I don't know, round of applause if you took, uh, if you took Spanish in high school. Round of applause. Alright, round of applause if you had a mentally stable Spanish teacher in high school. Nobody, right? <laughs> they're all insane, they're just drinking salsa out of Nalgene bottles. And playing Enrique Iglesias songs backwards, listening for messages from the Illuminati. Like, I think the reason that all Spanish teachers are a little bit sane is because, like, you have to be crazy to tolerate the amount of disrespect that high school Spanish teachers get. They get no respect because they don't deserve it. <laughs> like, think about all your other teachers had to learn stuff. Your Spanish teachers knew that shit when they were four, and then they just never learned anything ever again. <laughs> That's why every Spanish class just feels like a regular preschool class. <laughs> but in Spanish. <laughs> They're just like, buenos dias, buenos dias. Join in. No, so you're, no, it's not a good day. That's every time you make me sing, I get all embarrassed. <laughs> oh, that means pregnant? Well, fuck. <laughs> I just think, it, like, it has to be weird for them when they talk to other teachers and they have to pretend they have the same job. <laughs> <laughs> like in a faculty meeting, the dean's like, alright, what are you guys doing in history? The Cold War? Okay, cool. And he turns to the physics professor, what are you guys doing? <laughs> physics. I don't know, just an example. <laughs> I have no idea how we got to the moon today. <laughs> and then he turns to the Spanish teacher, like, what are you guys doing? Oh, well this week we're working on uh, identifying colors. Next week we're just wearing sombreros. Why am I employed? <laughs> The final exam, we're eating taquitos. I'm grading kids off the color of their skin. What's happening? A <laughs> uh, little bit about me. I live with two women right now, and one of them is dating the kid who bullied me in high school. Nice. <laughs> that is a different word than I would use to describe it. <laughs> um, it's weird. I don't know like, quite how to explain to you guys what it's like just to come home every day and have your high school bully just doing your yard work for you. It's amazing! <laughs> just picking up leaves or sweat going down his stupid lacrosse body. <laughs> hey, remember when you called me fat in 10th grade? Well, you were right, I'm gonna eat this bucket of chicken wings while you mow that lawn, pretty boy! <laughs> I don't know. The thing that sucks, though, is that uh, he's happy. <laughs> 
That's not supposed to happen. When you get bullied, everyone tells you the bully's gonna have a bad life and you're gonna have a good life because you're the good person. But this kid was so mean to me and he's killing it. Like they say the best revenge is a life well lived, but I found out that like the worst revenge is a life very poorly lived that your bully sees every day. Like he'll come home from date night with my roommate and he'll be like, I'll be like, what'd you guys do? He's like, well we got drunk, we went dancing, we met a senator, I became a senator. <laughs> and he'll be like, what did you do? Well, I ate this jar of Nutella without using a spoon. <laughs> and then I pretended to butt down my ex so she had to think about me. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good night. <laughs> she didn't pick up. Okay. Um, I don't know that. I had like a weird. I had like a weird relationship with my ex. I don't know. Like, who's your celebrity crush? Do you have one? Don't rush it. Sometimes the last people know it. Like, yeah, Ray Romano or whatever. But do you have one? Uh, Eric Bana. That's a made-up person, but sure. Eric Bana is it? Eric Bana? Yeah, he's an Australian film actor. <laughs> I didn't even know he had film in Australia. I thought it was just the Wild Thornberry. Yeah, no, it's upside down. You had what? Yeah, film. It's upside down. Oh, it's upside down. <laughs> it spins in the opposite direction. Okay, that makes sense. He's Australian, so I assume he's handsome. That's the given. Um, but hers, my ex's, was Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> If you don't know, he's a very ugly director. <laughs> and it was sort of insulting, because she was basically just like, oh, I'm so attracted to guys like you and Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> That's like you went up to a musician, or like, I just love alternative sounds, like what your band does, or when someone throws pennies at a radiator. <laughs> I just love stuff that no one could love, like you and subtitle documentaries. <laughs> I don't know, it was like, <laughs> DC audience. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and that relationship was never gonna last though, because uh, like two months into it, she cheated on me, so we broke up. And then a month later, she was like, "Do you want to get back together?" And I was like, "Yeah," because I had no self-confidence because my girlfriend had just cheated on me. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> like that's dating someone who already cheated on you is sort of like trying to drink beer out of a bottle you already smashed on the ground. Because <laughs> you're just like, I know I love beer, <laughs> but it feels like there's glass. <laughs> 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 Also, why does this beer taste like somebody else's cum? What is that? <laughs> no, IPA with a mix of Steven? What is it? <laughs> you guys all, a lot of people were like Steven, like they knew who it was. <laughs> I made up a name, because the real one hurts me. Okay. Uh, cool. <laughs> it was Eric Bana. Okay. Um, <laughs> So now I'm on Tinder, which is a mistake because of my body, and uh, <laughs> you laughed too hard at that. That was me. No bullying out of here. This is a no bullying space. This is a no bullying zone. I don't know. I don't know. You guys know Tinder. It's the app where a picture someone pops up if you like and you swipe right if you don't like them. 
This is why I brought you Kevin Pickier on Tinder. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't feel good on that website. It's all about looks and stuff. I'm not, like, unattractive. I, I've been more, like, less attractive than this. Like, I used to have, like, one of these. You know, you know what I mean? Like a pelican neck. <laughs> Just like the tricep of a lunch lady hanging off my chin. <laughs> We have weird opinions about obesity in this country. I don't know, like, it, on one hand, we're like, there's an obesity problem in America. It's gross. People are fat. They're going to college at McDonald's. It's wrong. You shouldn't have fats. God hates fats. And, uh... But then on the other hand, we're also supposedly against fat shaming. We're like, if you're big, you're beautiful. But, you're the problem with this country, <laughs> but you're beautiful, and it's so confusing, you can't... It's weird to me, because the same people behind both movements, moms, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, moms love causes, like, they, I don't know, you know how, like, with a dog, you can kind of talk to it like this, and it doesn't matter what you're saying, they think you love it? You could just be like, we thought you were going to save this relationship, but you didn't. <laughs> you did not. You are not a substitute for a child. You sit on the carpet like she shit on the bell. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. And then the dog will be on board, whatever. You can do that with my mom, but you just have to sound like you've been hurt by something, and then she's on board to, like, protest it with you. It doesn't matter if you're wrong or right. It doesn't matter at all. Like, I can call her up and be like, Mom, I got a parking ticket for parking in the middle of the Arlington Cemetery. <laughs> and my mom would just be like, you know they stole that land from the Native Americans. <laughs> Who are they? Taking you for land they stole? I'm sending a bomb to the DMV right now. I'm sending one. We'll see how they like it when we treat them, how they treat us emotionally. <laughs> We can talk about my mom a little bit. She's not here. I'm out on the weekend, so let's rip on her. Uh, <laughs> my mom, she loves being an activist herself. Her big thing's uh, uh, domestic violence. She's an activist against domestic violence, because that's what you do when you're a fifth-year-old woman. You find a cause that's never affected you and define yourself by it. <laughs> you can say DC audience again if you want. Uh, <laughs> Let me explain. I'm not saying you can't raise awareness if you're not a victim, but like if you talk about domestic violence all the time, it doesn't make dad look good. <laughs> doesn't reflect well on my father. <laughs> the thing she really cares about is emotional abuse, which is a really serious issue where like a man isolates a woman from her friends and makes her completely codependent. It's one of the most messed up things you can do, but my mom almost discounts it because she uses the term too broadly. Like, last week I forgot to call her for a week, and she called me up, and she was like, Kevin, you can't go a whole week without calling me. That's emotional abuse. <laughs> no, that just means I didn't need money this week. <laughs> that's like, that's the thing, she thinks every, like, she's a friend who got divorced recently, uh, and the, hu the husband had, like, forgotten their anniversary. And she was like, that's emotional abuse. No, it's just a shitty husband. He's just a bad husband. It's not abuse, though. You know what I mean? It's just a bad thing that people do. Like dipping your fries in mayonnaise, or being a white person who orders in the Spanish accent at Chipotle. It's messed up, but it's not illegal. Like, there's a difference between being bad at relationships and being abusive in relationships. Like, if you don't know how to say I love you to someone for, like, years, that's, you're just bad at relationships. It's okay. It's okay to not be able to do that. But, like, if you... 
steal your partner's antidepressants because you get jealous of anything else to make them happy. <laughs> then my mom's right to be mad at you. You're a little bit of a shitty person, you know? Okay. <laughs> Sometimes I like to get in that Bill Hicks territory where I don't get laughs. Okay. Um. <laughs> he died too. <laughs> what What's like? happening on this ship? <laughs> I don't. We can't keep it together. I knew it. Was that too soon? No. Hey, who is the two in reference to? All the other people we just listed. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You looked at me and I thought you were like, you're gonna die. <laughs> Given our track record. Yeah, we have you on the list. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say one more thing before I kill myself. Um, <laughs> That's what it has on there. I, uh, I moved here a few months ago from Boston, which is a terrible place, and uh, the only thing I miss, I miss that, like, the Boston accent, it's not really an accent, it's like a regional speech impediment, but uh, my favorite thing I ever saw there is one time I was walking by Faneuil Hall, which is like their Times Square, but instead of stuff happening, it's just racist serving clam chowder, and uh, there is this, like, tourist mom from the Midwest with her two kids, and she was trying to teach them the Boston accent, she was just like, cat! Cat! That's how you say car in Boston. <laughs> like she was teaching them Japanese. <laughs> and I just hope she does that on every family vacation. She's just like, don't talk to me until I get my coffee. That's how you say I'm a single mother of a <laughs> Don't even how to know how to explain that one. That doesn't mean. Let's do a poll of the audience. What were you offended by that? <laughs> Was it that Long Island still exists? <laughs> you were, fuck yeah! <laughs> Hollister, what did you dislike about my body and the joke? Both. <laughs> I'm gonna see which one hurts me less. Okay, next group. You two. I don't have a fun, quirky thing. What's this? Great joke, yeah. Can we go, everyone just say great joke at the same, we'll, do, we'll go one by one, okay? <laughs> Um, no, I'll just do that after the show. Guys, uh, I'm gonna get out of here. Yeah, thank you so much. Kevin Seafried, everybody! Keep it going, Oh, boy. So, Madi, uh, aside from being a space commander and the co-host of this show, is also our chief science officer, uh, I now that we senior. killed off the other one, I yeah, think. I'm the senior officer. Uh, so I have one third of a PhD that I dropped out. We're gonna, yeah, he's just got a P. Uh, we're gonna do a little segment that we like to call Science Twists with Commander Motty Litwack. You guys were supposed to applaud there for Science Twists. It's everyone's favorite segment. All right. Can you hear us? Yeah. You have five minutes to ask Madi any question about science. I understand space is complicated. <laughs> you might have some concerns. Ready, set, go. So far, so good. Where does gravity come Where from? Where does gravity come from? I mean, nobody really knows, but sometimes mommy and daddy love each other very much. <laughs> <laughs> and then the gravity bird comes, and he's like, Bleh, Bleh. Next question. <laughs> Why do people burp? 
Why do people burp? Uh, it's actually a uh, nervous tick. Uh, if you ever hear someone burping, they're one-third of the way to an orgasm. <laughs> Next question. How does space work? How does space work? Come on, man. Real question. <laughs> space is inside all of us. What's the ring around Saturn? What's the ring around Saturn? Uh, it's like a friendship ring. <laughs> Next question. You guys only have four minutes left. <laughs> Why does nothing rhyme with orange? Why does nothing rhyme with orange? I mean, this is a science debate. <laughs> so... Aliens, right? Aliens! Yeah. Aliens did that to our vocal cords. There's a lack of gravity increased libido. Say it again? Does the, does the lack of gravity increase libido? Does the lack of gravity, so like the hornier you are, the higher you float? <laughs> Is that what you're asking right now? I think it was the, it was the other way around. The lack of gravity increased with libido. Oh. No, does it increase your libido? Uh -oh. You're throwing me like seven double negatives right now. <laughs> are you trying to fuck me? <laughs> Just tell me what you want. Next question! What happens when you get your period in space? What happens? <laughs> what was that reaction? <laughs> I mean, personally, I've experienced it to be no different than when I get my period on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> it's just space, you're in a different place. Uh, how about this, sir? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Who's mulling about in here? We got a lot of Why does my body feel funny when I rub up on my pillows? <laughs> <laughs> Someone just asked that? Was <laughs> that a lady? <laughs> what are you up to? How's your night going? That's like the question you ask in health class before you get made fun of for the rest of high school. Is the, is the other side of the pillow cool in space? You already asked the question! No, I will not fuck you! I'm <laughs> oh, very sexual. Two minutes, everybody. Are there rainbows in space? Are there rainbows in space? <laughs> Starts deep within itself <laughs> and really, really put your entire soul under a magnifying glass. <laughs> You'll find an even bigger looking soul than usual. <laughs> also, if you've watched uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, they're perfectly equipped for a reading rainbow in space. So, <laughs> no offense, David, but you don't have the qualifications that I do. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just a, just a Jordy LaForge joke. You have one minute, everybody. How far would a sneeze go in space? How far would a sneeze go? Yeah. Uh, I mean, really, like, it would go pretty far. <laughs> no, hear me out. Or should I say, sneeze me out? Should I say that? Probably not. <laughs> Never mind. But, uh, it would go really far, you know, because it's just in... in, in in space, no one has tissues, uh, and it would just 
man, it would go so far. <laughs> like, fucking, let's say you put a Nerf football in a fucking cannon, and you went back in time to pirate times, and you were just launching these Nerf footballs at them as they decimated your village. Oh, what? You know, imagine that. <laughs> and then I think you'll find the answer deeper than yourself. We got time for one more. Just one more, everybody. What do North Koreans really know about science? <laughs> Tread lightly. <laughs> oh, are there are a lot of North Koreans here right <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think they know everything we know. The moon's up there. We're down here. <laughs> the sun is super duper hot. <laughs> you know, beyond that, who knows? No, sorry, the floor is closed. Give it up for Commander Monty Litwack, everybody. Okay, uh, so this next segment, we're going to throw to a quick commercial break. Uh, after what happened last time, NASA wanted to send a lawyer along with us to just sort of keep shit... Uh, Lawyerly. Yeah, we're legitimate this time. Uh, and this guy agreed to do it for free, which is great, because budget cuts, am I right? Yeah. Uh, but he agreed to do it for free so long as he could get some free advertising space on the show. Uh, so he was being a real wet blanket for a while, so we just kind of cryogenically froze him for the past several days. Um, but we just unfroze him, and he's here. Give it up for Carl Fabin, everybody. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I don't know how long I've been 
frozen, but it's been about what few hours? Yeah. Is this your uh, is this your fi first space commercial? I've only done one space commercial yesterday, and that's this one right now. Give it up for Carl, everybody. No. I mean, you held it together beautifully, considering the circumstances. Thank you, sir. What? What are the circumstances? Oh. Well, okay, so we had, well, a series of deaths uh, aboard this mission. They were all while you were frozen. You were going like, hey, don't play with that. Don't smoke in here. Hey, you're too drunk to be an astronaut. Well, right Jess is difficult, yeah. but... You're actually the only survivor. Shit. <laughs> I was going to rely on the help of my wife. Carla Flavin. Oh, yeah, she did not make it, man. <laughs> and my baby. Also, Carla Flavin. Yeah, oh, yeah. They... Cocaine overdose. <laughs> yeah. Your baby's a fucking party animal. I'm <laughs> so fucking hard about the legal repercussions of cocaine use in space. You think they would have done something about it instead of overdosing on goddamn cocaine in space? <laughs> well, this is kind of awkward. Uh,. Yeah, we're real sorry about that, but I mean, just think about the new audience you just reached out to with that spot. Hey. You know, come on, yeah, Carl. It's all right. You're famous now. You'll find another wife and baby. I just wanted to make Walking off, buddy. Alright, well, if you guys have any legal needs, please remember the name of Carl Fabin. Please give it up for him one more time. Being a real good sport. slow this down. We've got a real scientist in the building. Uh, so, I, I don't know. I guess we just plow ahead, right? And you don't have to make it sound like everything's failing. Uh, <laughs> we can enthusiastically continue forward. Like everything Clark when they did stupid bullshit. Everything is gonna be great. Yeah. I love <laughs> Lewis and Clark, what a couple of assholes. <laughs> All right, please welcome a real scientist, Jamin Vanderhoek. Did I get your last name yeah, right? Yeah, that was close. Okay. <laughs> so, hey, thanks so much for being here. We understand that you're a person of real responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Some days, yeah. so, so, Jamin, you are a real scientist. Yeah, uh, we've got a lot of real scientists here in the audience tonight. Yeah, well, we didn't book them, so who gives a shit? <laughs> uh, so, you work for NASA, yeah. the National Aeronautic Space... Administration. Sure, yeah. Uh, why, don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do? 
Uh, yeah, we've got a bunch of satellites orbiting the planet. Heard of them. And, uh, we, uh, they take pictures of the Earth, and I try to study things like agricultural change and deforestation, stuff like that. It's the closest space. you can see from space. Um, Have you ever seen someone in the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you get any work done? <laughs> Nothing, there's nothing like an overhead shot of someone using the bathroom oh, yeah. <laughs> to yeah, get me true. going. All those porta potties that don't have the top. Yeah. The top straight uh, thanks, Obama. Has anyone, ever, has anyone ever noticed you noticing them? Yeah. Like, Sorry, it's my job. So, what are like what are the practical applications of this? Like, how does this actually work in the real world? Uh. Man, all, I mean, yeah, tons of, you know, deforestation, climate change. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to figure out how crops are doing in areas that have lost a lot of people, for example. What about crop circles in relation to the missing people? Are you getting the... Uh, are we talking about... Malter. No, you tell me, Mr. Scientist. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll just say, you know, the stories are true. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Someone's recording this. <laughs> If anyone has asthma, that's their weakness, or water, or something. That's, that movie was so long ago. So do you know... So, Jamin, do you know about this Earth's solar system? No, I'm not that kind of scientist. Well, that's too bad, because you're going to be playing our favorite game, Is This a Planet in Our Solar System? I thought everyone was going to say that along. It's the favorite game. Let's try that one more time. It's, yeah. is this a planet in our solar system? We're going to ask you a bunch of planets, and you're going to tell us what are, it's a, if it's a planet in our solar system. <laughs> are you ready, Jay? Are you ready? Okay. Start the clock. There's no clock. Mercury. Yes. Venus. Yes. Jupiter. Yes. Here's a tricky one. Earth. Yes. Krypton. No. Dune. No. America. No. Saturn. Yes. Sega Saturn. Yes. Uh, Mars. Yes. Veronica Mars. No. Mars bars. No. Mars bars on Mars. Yes. Mars bars in a Mars bar, which is a bar located on Mars. God's love for all of us. Is that a planet? I can plan on it. But, uh... You know, usually there are only two questions or two answers, but we'll accept a pun. Jesus Christ, our Savior. Is he a planet? No. Sweet Mary, Mother of Christ. No. Oh, holy Jesus, baby Christ, baby of Jesus, Holy Spirit. The moon. No. That's no moon. That's my wife! Pancakes. Oh, I wish. No. Uranus. Yeah. 
My anus. Whose anus? What? Uh, three, and it's all caps. Nope. Maple syrup. No. The following Mad Lib. So listen, because this is a story problem. Dear Grandpa, I am having a sexy time at camp. The counselor is bootylicious, and the food is fuckable. I met our engineer, Romaine, and we became juicy friends. Unfortunately, our engineer, Romaine, is expensive, and I humped my eyes. So we couldn't go dicking like everyone else. I need more dogs and a dog sharpener, so please dump more when you shit back. Your grandma, David Twighty. Is that a planet? Yes. <laughs> Neptune! Yes. Give it up for David Vader, everybody! That is our highest score so far. Yeah. Thank you so much yeah, for being you. here and sharing your thank expertise. You. Thank you so much. Jamie, everybody, keep it going for him. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay. So, Romaine, I need some angry music for this, if you can give it to me. <laughs> you got like a Tom Morello uh, setting or something like that? Let's go like 8 out of 10 on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 being very unangry. I like the sound of that. <laughs> there we go. That's perfect. That feels very... Feels very peeved. <laughs> so every once in a while, uh, when we're floating out here listlessly through the depths of space, I see something on the internet that makes me a little bit ticked off. And uh, I'm gonna cover that in a segment that we like to call Space Complaints with Commander David Twighty. Space Complaints! So, uh, I don't know if you guys heard about this. Today on Earth, a movie came out called Everest. Have you guys heard about this? This is a, have, you, have you seen it and or heard about it? This is a movie. Uh, it's a big budget picture. stars uh, Josh Brolin and Jake Gyllenhaal. And it's the story of a bunch of dipshits having a difficult time on a mountain. Uh, it's getting pretty good reviews already. And I just went online and uh, checked out the synopsis. I just wanted to read a quick excerpt from that. Challenged by the harshest conditions imaginable, the team must endure blistering winds and freezing temperatures in an epic battle to survive against nearly impossible odds. Yeah. I can't imagine 
how hard it would be to go up that unusually large hill that's located on the planet Earth that you fucking live on already. Oh, was it cold up there? Stars of Everest? Do you know what it is outside right now? It's negative 454 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh yeah, but you should probably get a movie made about you because also the the air is kind of hard to breathe. The air that exists where you are. Why do these guys get a movie? Where's my Josh Brolin picture? Where is David's Josh Brolin picture? Although, if we get into that, I'd prefer to be played by Tommy Lee Jones. He's a treasure. I've been out here busting my ass. Also, what are they even doing up there? Like, hey, guys, I'm gonna climb Everest. Why are you doing that? Well, I just... gonna go up there and like look around and then I'll tell everyone I know that I did yeah, that. That's why it's called Mount Everest, because Everest is Nepalese for tell everyone. <laughs> and feel better than all your other white ass friends. Fuck that! People are going to space for important shit. People are researching biology. Yes, biology. And cures for cancer. And bringing cocaine to that one planet. Yeah. <laughs> Party like it's 1983 forever. So that they can make the music video for Rio by Duran Duran. That's important for cultures. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen this movie yet. It's probably really good. And I'm probably not going to. Just because I mean, we have limited life support left and we're wasting what time we have by doing a talk show. But I would rather die here alone with an idiot and uh, maybe a cyborg. I can't remember whether that's canon or not. Yeah, we it's a cyborg, I believe. <laughs> then go see this movie about, about a bunch of dumbasses struggling with snow. Yeah, and they just roll around in it until they die. That's what happens. It's called, uh, it's called When Snow Angels Go Wrong. I'd be more likely to see that I'd movie. Be fun. And that's Space Complaints. Thank you, guys. Oh, boy. So we're going to go to another commercial break real quick. You guys, please give another warm welcome to Carl Fabin. Carl Fabin!
space attorney in space law. I discovered 10 minutes ago that my wife and child had died in space. These are some real careless motherfuckers from our But space advertising time is even more valuable than Earth advertising time. So I'd be remiss if I did not continue my space advertising campaign. Go for it, buddy. Yeah. The floor is yours. Have you recently been accused of violating escape velocity on a planet in your vicinity? I will represent you. <laughs> Were you recently charged with criminal negligence for confusing and conflating the metric and imperial systems and driving an $8 billion small spacecraft into the surface of Mars? I will represent you. <laughs> Do you work at NASA and have gotten high on hydrazine? <laughs> I will represent you. <laughs> During calculations for biomass mapping and modeling of LIDAR and ancillary data sets for NASA's carbon monitoring systems, did you kill a prostitute? <laughs> I will represent you. <laughs> Call Frank and Space Attorney and Space Law at your service. Call 1 800 888 978 949 939. Thank you. Carl Fabin, everybody! <laughs> what a pro. Oh, man, yeah. I wish I, yeah. All right. Uh, well, we've got one more act for you. Um, before we float on into, you know, whatever's next. Now after that brief moment of silence for the entire crew here, please welcome a very funny comedian. She is from Earth. Give it up for Brittany Carney. <laughs> because race and race um, you know what I think I think that in today's world people spend a lot of time writing narrative ass Yelp reviews <laughs> you know what I mean like they're always kind of a winding epic about the waiter's nostril hair you know and you're reading it like Oh, well, do they have food? <laughs> and, um, honestly, the reviews often read kind of like this. It's like, uh, so I was exploring my neighborhood with my friend Marco when we were lost in this conversation about feminist Palestine, hashtag DC, when um, we were stopped in our tracks by the cutest storefront. I mean, talk about urban renewal. I mean, thank God. <laughs> and, uh, and it continues, you know. Yeah, so um, the baristas were a 10, and the coffee was amazing. Each bean individually hand massaged by Ethiopian eunuchs. <laughs> but I was kind of tired, so one star. <laughs> Same. Um, hey, have you guys ever done the thing 
scene where you, where you stare into the eyes of a dog as it pees on the street. <laughs> and then you just wonder, you know, who in this exchange holds more power? Right? Like, is it I, the human, that's sort of asserting my cultural superiority over this, uh, you know, this like uh, domestic beast and sort of locking it into the state of humiliation, right? Or is it the dog who's like, ah, you think you're the higher mammal, but uh, it's a shame that you associate this act with privacy. It is not how you chat up the cute owner. <laughs> I was seeing this guy, and during sex he made a demon face. It was kind of like this, it was like... <laughs> you know, uh, kind of like a medieval Japanese tapestry or something, like surrounded by swirly clouds and dragons. But, you know, actually it was just his face, you know? And it was fine, I guess, but he didn't let me wear my Satan mask. Which I think is unfair. <laughs> think that there's anything more stressful, like anything more impossibly stressful than when someone's just talking to you casually about their aunt, but you call them aunts? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like uh, in the moment, do you adapt like a chameleon? And also say aunt, you know, uh, because you never want to compromise your inner truth, right? <laughs> Especially, like, as a woman. <laughs> Or, what? Oh, like, oh, like, they can't handle that English is just a kaleidoscope of sounds, but I guess they're handing that right in the new camera to you. Um, or, like, vice versa, like, like, what if they, what if they say and, and then you say ah, uh, and, um, and, uh, you know, uh, the, the at is just sort of flat and foreign on your tongue, you know? <laughs> potato, potato, right? <laughs> uh, potato, potato. Anyway, the thing is, that you guys can't tell whether I say and or aunt, actually, because the deal is that even though I'm in a pretty vulnerable position on stage, like pretty sober in front of everyone, like I just can't let you in emotionally completely, you know, that way, but um, seriously, fuck you if you say aunt. Um, do you hate fun? Uh, you know, I don't like the word aunt that much, but you know the word that I do like in English? I like the word, um, nudies. <laughs> I guess, you know, like N-U-D-I-E-S, I guess meaning an organized group of nude people, right? <laughs> I think it's like a really evocative word. I mean, like if somebody says it, I think it looks like it sounds, you know? So if somebody said, is talking about nudies, I just imagine really clearly like a gaggle of humans, um, probably aged 50 and up, White and sort of prancing around, you know, like oh, don't mind our fun. I'm just a bunch of old, you know, like like in a forest or Nantucket or. Um, I think if a forest in Nantucket had a kid, it might be Portland, Oregon. Um, anyway, so yeah, nudies, right? So uh, the thing is that also the only other expression in English that also looks so much like it sounds might be um, a nude Gingrich. <laughs> kind of looks like he sounds. 
Or at least from Harry Potter. <laughs> hey, uh, that coffee shop aesthetic is so minimal. <laughs> we could try that again, I think. That coffee shop's aesthetic is so minimal. How minimal is it? Thank you. It's so minimal that there's no decor or colors or sound traveling um, or smells or walls, really. Actually, the walls are made out of exposed uh, vacant space. And um, when you drink the coffee, it just sort of strikes you with this emotional void that's so numbing that you just feel nothing, you feel nothingness. Um, it's how minimal that coffee shop aesthetic is. Anyway, you can get it on Yelp. Sounds like my house. I'm such a dipshit. Uh, 
I realized that the Messiah is to Christians as Bill Murray is to white guys that play Radiohead during sex. <laughs> Like, if you ever see this stampede of white guys running through the street in the middle of the afternoon, you might think, oh, is it the Take Back Capitalism Rally? But no. <laughs> Actually, it's just that the independent movie theater has a flash on Groundhog Day. <laughs> People got a place to go. to a live pig, which, um, yes, if you're wondering, will be the theme of my wedding night. <laughs> and, <laughs> the main difference between these two events is that participants of my marriage <laughs> will not include I mean, participants of the 1680 Pueblo Revolt <laughs> will not include um, your mom. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to marry one of your moms <laughs> in whatever state I choose. <laughs> All right. I think it's going to be me. Um, bye. <laughs> Just about wraps up our evening, folks. Uh, I want to thank you for tuning in. This is probably going to be our last show, but we're definitely going to be back here in two months, so keep your eyes peeled for that. And yeah, and we have we have a picture out for donations. We're going to leave it like right over there. We're you put money in this, okay? Do you see how many people are in this room? If just each one of us gives... $50. We can buy gas to get home. Yeah, we can. You know, so open your hearts, but mostly your wallets. Uh, give it up for everyone who helped us get back to Earth tonight. Give it up for Kevin Seafried, Landon Letzkis, a.k.a. Carl Faven. Brittany Carney. Brittany Carney. Romaine Walters on the keys. Shaman Vanderhoek, a real scientist. Oh, real scientist. Yeah. I'm Commander David Twyby. I'm Commander Thank you guys for coming out. Have a good night. Thank you.